Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast. I me, Andy Sylvester, live from the City AM newsroom. In a few minutes, we've got a very special guest indeed, Rob Samuels, the Chief Operating Officer of Makers Mark Whiskey, coming to us live from Kentucky. He'll talk profit with purpose, heritage and expansion and managing a business through a pandemic. First, though, as usual, the headlines in the Square Mile this afternoon. GlaxoSmithKline has promised a step-changing growth ahead of the planned move to spin off its consumer healthcare arms that deliver better-than-expected earnings on strong COVID-19-related sales. The drug giant's chief exec, Emma Walmsley, who has been under siege from activist investors, including most notably Elliott, outlined ambitious growth targets for the new GSK biopharma business. She hailed what was called the biggest change in GSK's recent corporate history, with a group on track to spin off its consumer healthcare arm, Panadol, Sensodyne, etc., recently the target of Unilever. She said the group had broad shareholder support for the plans to spin off rather than look to sell the business and remain tight-lipped on whether any other approaches had been received. After Unilever's failed attempt, anyone coming up will have to show the money. Meanwhile, airport services company John Menzies has seen its shares rocket after revealing it rejected a £469 million takeover approach from a Kuwaiti suitor. Shares in the Edinburgh-based firm, which provides fueling, ground handling, lounge and maintenance services, jumped more than a third higher after it said it rebuffed a 510p a share bidder proposal from National Aviation Services. The bidder is a aviation services provider in emerging markets, which has its HQ in Kuwait and is part of the wider Agility Public Warehousing Company. The bid follows a previous attempt from NAS, shares still flying. The chief wonk at the Bank of England today backed a steady-handed approach to rate hikes despite a projected more than 7% inflation peak. Hugh Pill, the bank's chief economist and successor to Andy Haldane, said the bank needed to hold fire on pursuing an activist approach to tightening monetary policy. Elsewhere, tech leaders have called on government to ramp up efforts to overhaul listings rules after the owner of British chipmaker Arm indicated it would shun the London Stock Exchange in favour of a New York listing. Japanese multinational SoftBank, which owns Arm, said yesterday it was looking to float the firm on Nasdaq after a blockbuster takeover bid by American rival NVIDIA fell through. Today, we spoke to Russ Shaw, the boss of Tech London Advocates. He said, if we could get Arm to stay and list in the UK, that would be a very significant win and would show the London Stock Exchange could be a real anchor for more tech businesses that want to live here. He warned, though, it's going to be a hard slog over the coming years. Those headlines with help from our friends at the Press Association. Now we'll turn to our special guest today, Rob Samuels. He's the Chief Operating Officer of Makers Mark, coming to us live from Kentucky. You know Makers Mark because you've had it in your Manhattan, so it's very, very nice. Rob, great to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Um, well, it's an honor for me, as we were talking off air as a big fan of, uh, of Makers Mark. <laughs> um, why don't we start with what makes Makers Mark unique? And there's many things, um, but particularly at the moment, you're finally now, having gone through the certification process, counted as a B Corp. For those who are unfamiliar, why don't we, you just give us a quick outline of what a, what a B Corp is? And then, and then I guess what it was that, that meant that you wanted Makers to, to be in that club. I'm actually the eighth generation of the Samuels family to produce whiskey in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I'm grateful that my grandparents, Bill and Margie Samuels, they had the courage nearly 70 years ago. They actually lit a flame, a 160-year-old legacy family whiskey recipe because they simply didn't believe in it. It was aggressive. <laughs> it was test manhood. It was blow your ears off. And they wanted to go create a soft, rich, more elevated 
uh, style of bourbon. And he was a craftsman. My grandmother uh, obsessed over design. She created the name, designed the bottle, wanted to celebrate the handmade values through the hand dipping of the bottle, hand cutting of the labels. But beyond a beautiful expression of whiskey, they wanted to have a, a whiskey and a place and a brand that stood for more, where the brand pointed out into the world with a higher purpose. So literally since the beginning, and Makers is even within our industry is, is recognized as the first craft distillery in our industry. And as the brand has grown, I'm proud uh, as the grandson of the founders to carry on their commitment to higher purpose. Mm. And the B Corp certification, which, uh, which really celebrates beyond even sustainability leadership, it uh, is a very thorough assessment and validates our commitment to responsibly growing and balancing profit with purpose across our supply chain, across uh, how we engage and treat our team members, our community involvement. Um, but it's this is a big moment. I think we're the largest distillery in the world, actually, to, to achieve B Corp. Mm. And talk to me about what else you've done in, in the area, because, you know, you are now a very much a global brand, but very tied to the, by the nature of the product, very tied to where you're situated. So talk to me about your community engagement. Yeah. It's part of the culture, which is so wonderful to see. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to think that it's, it's, it's all my leadership, but it's not. I mean, literally all of our team members live the values every single day. Uh, one of the more inspiring examples was March of two years ago when the governor of Kentucky made the very difficult decision to close bars and restaurants. That same day, one of our team members here in Kentucky partnered with a James Beard award-winning chef who instantly sprung into action, transformed his restaurant into a service kitchen for the independent restaurant community. Wow. And, you know, many of the servers and bartenders in the independent restaurant community don't have a safety net. But within three weeks, Makers Mark, our team partnered with uh, Chef Edward Lee through the Lee Initiative, and we scaled up the Lee Initiative to 22 cities and have since provided almost 4 million meals to the out-of-work uh, servers in our industry. Mm. So it was, it was our way to serve the industry who was, you know, the for so many years that have served us. Yeah, for sure. And actually, let's talk about that because, I mean, for all, you know, any brand associated with the hospitality trade the last couple of years has been has been very difficult. Obviously, there's been different rules and regulations depending on which state you're in, which, you know, county you're in, which country you're in. But, you know, it has been challenging. But with the, the on-trade kind of obviously suffering so much, purely as a business, off-trade, must have become really important to you. And, and did you see that take off over the past couple of years? We did. We saw the off the off trade take off. We're, we're a single source of supply. So our distillery, which is in the center of Kentucky, our distillery resides on a 1,300-acre working farm called Star Hill Farm. The distillery itself is a national historic landmark, but we're a single source of supply. So as mm. the pandemic began to unfold, I don't think any of us knew the, the, what the impact would be. Um, but yes, the, the on-premise suffered um, in different cities all over the world, and we saw a pretty dramatic increase in the, uh, the off-premise. Mm, that's good news. And my last question, I guess, is about the heritage, which you pointed to, you know, family generations um, of whiskey making there in Kentucky. Um, how do you, as a, as a company, 
um, as a in distillery, how do you innovate whilst holding on to that heritage? Because it, it can be so, you know, we, I'm thinking particularly about some Scotch whiskey brands and Scotch whiskey companies that I know who who don't necessarily innovate, who haven't really tried to move the product forward in the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years because they say, well, you know, we've been doing it like this for 80 years. I'm not going to do anything different now. How do you make sure that, that you're always moving forward as a brand that still is very much rooted in that heritage? You know, one of the more inspiring moments for, for our family and the team, a couple of years ago, Food & Wine Magazine brought together 30 of the most respected whiskey leaders, master distillers, brand owners, and collectively they actually ranked what they thought were the most 25 important bourbon brands ever created. And it was a really proud moment for all of us at Maker's Mark because all but two of those participants ranked Maker's Mark as the most important bourbon brand that's ever been made. Wow. And, and it was an acknowledgement, I think, that my grandparents, when they started in the early 1950s, their dream, their vision to try and elevate bourbon, it's hard to imagine, but back then, premium bourbon did not exist. At that time, American whiskey and bourbon had its rightful place on the bottom shelf. <laughs> but that moment, in many ways, when they purchased uh a few hundred acres in Marion County, Kentucky for $35,000. He was an, a craftsman who was only ever interested in the whiskey. He wanted to better understand where flavor came from. Could he create a soft, rich, full flavored and balanced bourbon? Essentially a bourbon for people that didn't like bourbon. But to many in the industry, that was the beginning of the modern era of bourbon. So when we, when we think about the future, it's, it's all inspired by our founder's vision. And it's less about the stories of the past, which we obviously enjoy and treasure, but it's, it's keeping the threads of their vision and the foundation they built as, as the guiding light for the future, the North Star for everything that we do. As an example, my grandmother's actually credited with inventing bourbon tourism. Distilleries <laughs> in Kentucky had never formally hosted visitors yeah. until my grandmother actually designed our distillery, not like a factory, but much like you would design your home. And she thought it would be really interesting and fun to swing open the doors to greet guests. And, um, you know, our vision inspired by, by my grandmother is to create the most culturally rich, endearing, and environmentally responsible home place of any brand in the world. So while the founders are no longer with us, their vision influences everything that we uh, that we work on today and into the future. Well, from the bluegrass state to the rest of the world, Rob, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That was Rob Samuels from Makers Mark, and that's all from us here at the City View podcast today. Do join us again tomorrow, and make sure you pick up a City AM in the morning. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.